Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. You may or may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever said you've got 20 that says Moe's going to take one in the eye from Curly, you're probably our kind of listener. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid, setting your fantasy football lineup with points this week. Nick Chubb going to be out for the Cleveland Browns. One of another first-round pick, missing time. Zach Ertz has been traded, as Chris mentioned. He goes from Philadelphia to Arizona. Davis, can you, you know, owning Zach Ertz, can you guess my first thought when I heard the news that, that Zach Ertz was being traded to Arizona? What was the first thing I was thinking at that very moment? You were like, let's go. This is amazing. Zach Ertz is basically Larry Fitzgerald anyway. Like, he can't move laterally, but he can go out there and, uh, you know, stick in the slot and run six yards, turn around, catch the ball, and fall down on his butt. You know, we I, in, in the preseason, uh, my friend Pat Corain from NBC Sports Edge was doing our weekly segments on the show here with me, and we both loved Zach Ertz, and we, we took to calling him uh, Zach Ertz Gerald, because we said, you know, if 35 year old Larry Fitzgerald was eligible at tight end, we all would have loved him anyways. And now he actually just gets to go be Larry Fitzgerald. My first thought actually Davis was I should be able to get to play him again this week and get two games out of one. And then, you know, ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeted out that he's not eligible to play. Why not? <laughs> why not? I don't know. Why is, should there be a rule against that? You know, put Zach Ertz in, let him play for Arizona. I got the points last night for Philadelphia. I get double the points on Sunday. I mean, I, I guess that must be a rule, Davis, right? You can't play in two games in one week. It's got to be, right? But what about Monday night and Sunday? No, it's 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 a rule. You cannot you cannot play two games in the same game week. Um, I I would assume that is like an NFL. NFLPA thing because they don't want guys getting two game checks. I also assume it's a huge hassle for record keeping, right? Like if if Zach Ertz was to play for the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday and he caught you know two 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 catches for thirty yards in in Arizona, I mean how right. how do you even do that? How like if you go to Pro Football Reference, how does that even count? It would just be it'd be a gigantic nightmare. Yeah, the closest I can remember anything uh, to that being the case. All right, let's get to our headlines here. At the top of the show, we've got the American League Championship Series, Red Sox-Astros. We'll hear from Dusty Baker in a second. Three games tonight in the NHL. Uh, Brett Levy's Syracuse, Orange tonight, going to take on Clemson. Maybe their best chance to win a game against Clemson, and I don't know how long. Cal is going to be at Oregon, San Diego State at San Jose State. That should be a competitive game. San Jose State's usually pretty good in college football. Uh, Jorge Soler probably going to be out for the NLCS for the Atlanta Braves on the COVID issue list. And uh, DK Metcalf popped up on the injury report late this week. He is questionable for a Sunday night. That's to go along with, of course, Carson being questionable and their quarterback, Russell Wilson, being out for this week. Seattle up against the five-point dogs at Pittsburgh. Well, Dusty Baker back in the National League Championship Series again. Done it with the Cubs, done it with the Giants. Now he's back in the ALCS with the Houston Astros. And Baker talked about the adversity that the Astros have had to go through, especially with some of the players in the past that were part of this regime when they were dropping 100 games a season. They take a lot of pride in, in winning, and especially the guys that have been here for a while. They've been through a couple back-to-back 100 lost seasons and uh you know they like the feeling of of, of winning and the feeling of, of of being on top and they think that uh you know they're supposed to win no matter what the uh how the series starts or, or the outcome and you saw like last year we against tampa bay you know i mean they lost well we lost the first three games against tampa bay 
and then took it down to game seven. So these guys, um, you know, weren't weren't overly, uh, you know, concerned. Um, it had been different had they not been together that long and been different had they not had, uh, you know, the amount of success because, you know, success breeds success. And Altuve and Correa Davis were with the team when they were losing those, or at least the very end of them losing 100 games. I would say, uh, you know, as a baseball fan, if you watch the Astros, enjoy Correa while you can because he's going to be gone. Maybe enjoy the final run for the Astros because they'll be done. But that just would be false. It feels like the Astros just find somebody new. Alvarez, Tucker, Siri. I don't know. They just keep getting these guys. Jake Myers, who's this guy playing the outfield for them every day? He's playing well, too. Uh, great organization in terms of the way they develop talent. They just keep winning. They, they do, and I, I guess it's easy for us to kind of like, I, I, certainly I do it, it's easy for us to make fun of the Astros, right? Like, oh, they cheated, they banged on the trash can, Altuve didn't want to take his shirt off because he was cheating, but it it is important for us to remember, you know, they did do a very good job of building that roster to begin with, and they have a lot of super talented, super intelligent people. They're probably the most analytically inclined front office in all of baseball. And when you do that and you are, you know, the Astros are not uh, the Yankees or the Dodgers, but they're not broke either. They have money to spend. You're going to have rosters that are competitive, um, you know, every single year. So I would expect them even with Correa gone next year to be, you know, probably they'll win that division again. Yeah. Their, their general manager, Jeff Luno uh, fired their assistant general manager fired. It's just like, doesn't even matter. Like, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess, you know, part of it is the ownership's commitment to developing internationally in the front office and Jim Crane, who has as much money as any owner in uh, in baseball, by the way. All right. Uh, Jim Sanis is going to join us coming up next. We're going to dive into the DFS action on FanDuel this weekend. We'll give you uh, options at quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Also, just keep in mind, we are going to have conversations about one player today. Uh, in particular, just want to give you a heads up, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. If you're sticking around for the segment, we did talk about that. We uh, pre-recorded the segment before Chubb was declared out about an hour ago. So stay on the grid. We'll have that next. Right, right. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It is a Friday. It's time to take a look at the daily fantasy football slate for this Sunday. Of course, who better to bring in than Jim Sanis of Number Fire and, of course, of FanDuel to break it all down for us, tell us who to put in, who to take out. We have bye weeks this week, so I thought it would be a really interesting conversation. And on top of it, I see Jim tweeting out weather information for the weekend. Wait a second here. I'm in Florida. It's early October. I'm not even worried about the weather, Jim. I guess I got to start getting worried about it. Yep, it ain't great. That's for sure. You look at the top quarterbacks in the slate. You got Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. All these guys are in games 
with elevated winds and 13 to 14 I'm okay with, but Kyler's playing in 19 mile per hour winds this weekend in Cleveland. And that's not stuff where you do want to downgrade him. Don't cross him off, but you do downgrade him as a result of that. I look back at how players have performed relative to projections based on wind speed. If you look at uh, players in wind of zero to four miles per hour, they hit hundred percent of their projections. Like that's their average is about what they're projected to do. But when the wind speeds are 15 plus miles per hour, they tend to underperform by about 10%. So that's what I would do is take guys in high wind and downgrade them about 10%. If you still like the guy after that, use them. That's totally okay. That could happen. But in general, it's going to be enough to push me off. So you don't cross them off, Craig, if there's high winds, but you do lower them to account for the fact that things may get a bit gross. And historically, those players do tend to underperform expectations. Well, don't remind me of those games in Cleveland last year because those were a complete disaster. I know the wind was, I think, in the 40s, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> uh, for those games. So a little bit different, but certainly great point to get your radar up for this weekend. Follow Jim on Twitter at Jim Sanis. Let's take a look at all of the quarterbacks this week as we take a look at the slate here coming up this Sunday. And as Jim mentioned, no question right now, Patrick Mahomes right in the thick of it going up against the Washington football team. He's 9,000. Kyler Murray, 8,400. Lamar Jackson, what a Monday night he had, 8,200. Dak Prescott is 8,100 on FanDuel. Justin Herbert, 8,000. Matthew Stafford is 7,900 this week. Of course, Aaron Rodgers just a tick below there. I mean, the, the natural progression here, Jim, is, is everybody wants to play Justin Herbert. You know, I mean, it's like everyone just wants to be get pieces of this Chargers offense. Is that the smart move this week? Which way are you going at quarterback? Yeah, I think you stick to the games that project to be high scoring. So you're looking at Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the number one guy in this slate by a decent margin. I think Herbert and Lamar Jackson, that same game, are both pretty enticing. I'd prefer Jackson over Herbert because of the running, because of how good he's been. It's a tough matchup against Brandon Staley's defense, but he's just so good right now. It's hard for me to say no. I think that you do want to concentrate on those higher salary guys. If the weather were to chill out uh, in Cleveland, I would be okay with Kyler, but that shoulder's banged up. That does scare me a bit too. So to me, I want Mahomes number one. I want Lamar Jackson number two. Then Herbert's probably going to be number three. I think Dak Prescott is at least in consideration to be number three for me as well. So, you know, keep, keep some eyes on that one as well. But I think to me, it's Mahomes one, Lamar two, and then Herbert and Dak battling out for that third spot. All right, no Geno Smith, I guess, this week uh, <laughs> with uh, with Seattle. I was hoping to hear that name, but, of course, I'm not getting that. Now, uh, running back is just a complete bleep show this week. So for those of you who are watching, keep this in mind. Jim and I sometimes record these before our show. Anything can happen throughout the day, and anything can change. So we say that with the caveat of giving out these players with their salaries this week. Running back is an absolute disaster. Christian McCaffrey, we don't know if he's playing this week or not. As of now, he is at 10,000 on FanDuel. Dalvin Cook, I guess we don't know. 8,800 this weekend on FanDuel. Austin Eckler, okay, he's playing. 8,400. Zeke Elliott for Dallas at New England. Tough matchup there. 8,300. Nick Chubb goes up against Arizona. Aaron Jones is at 8,000. And then I wanted to put Alexander Madison here at 7,700 because if there is clarity going into the game on Sunday with Minnesota – then obviously Madison, especially if Cook was out for any particular reason, it would be a must play. So I have a feeling uh, people we have not talked about or, or, or who we're going to talk about right now. Yeah, I think that if McCaffrey is a full go, I will adore him. So if you get if you get wheels up on Christian McCaffrey, load him in. He's in a tremendous spot for this week. If we, you know, bump down from there and kind of leave him aside, I think the mid-range running back is really attractive this week. Joe Mixon is $7,000. Coming off an injury, but got in limited practice on Wednesday. Didn't practice until Saturday last week. Still played and looked okay. And now Samaje Piran is on the COVID list. So Joe Mixon in a great spot against the Lions. I adore him this week. As far as the value plays, I think Devontae Booker and Daryl Williams are both acceptable, both very flawed, but acceptable. Devontae Booker, hopefully Daniel Jones is good to go. If he is, Booker will grade out as being a really good option for me. Played Almost every snap last week after Saquon Barkley got hurt, got some targets, got a lot of work inside the red zone, too. So if we get Daniel Jones, I will like Devontae Booker a lot. If it's Mike Glennon, I'll still like him, just a little bit less there. As far as Daryl Williams goes, I just want to tie my guys to good games. And Daryl Williams gets that. His role, probably not going to be all that great last year with CEH either out or limited. 
Williams played a lot of snaps, but the Chiefs don't tend to use their backs a lot in the red zone. So I think he's he's flawed, like I said. But he's $5,200, playing in the best game on this slate, tied to Patrick Mahomes. That's enough to overcome the red flags. I think that for me, Craig, I want to keep my my exposure to Booker and Williams in check. I want to keep both you know, 30% or so if I can because there are very – Obvious paths to failure for both guys are very different paths, but very obvious paths nonetheless. And then I want to focus on the guys like Mixon. Uh, Antonio Gibson is in that range, too, who I do like quite a bit. Daryl Henderson facing off with Devontae Booker. I do like him. So making my core being those guys at 7,000 and then using the value plays at times to spend up for guys like Mahomes, like Tyreek Hill, and other guys like that. Yeah, and it does make sense. I mean, look, in terms of Booker, a uh, huge share of, of the carries once Barkley went out last week. And on the flip, uh, you know, Damian Williams didn't even really play in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to manage those a little bit. I'll be watching those very closely for sure this weekend. All right, you mentioned Tyreek Hill. He leads the way at wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs on FanDuel. He is at 8,700. We have Devontae Adams. I don't know why Devontae Adams is still only 8,700. What am I missing here? <laughs> Cooper <laughs> Cup, 8,200. Mike Williams of uh, the Chargers, 8,000. Justin Jefferson goes against a very tough pass defense, 7,900 this week. Jamar Chase has been a great rookie, no question. And then we have uh, DeAndre Hopkins at 7,700. My gosh, after the week that Devontae Adams had, I thought that we'd be talking about a $9,000 receiver this week. But I guess FanDuel refuses to bump it up that high. Yeah, I think we'll get her eventually. I think we will, for sure. I do like Tyreek Hill a lot this week in that game. That game is really fun. And I think on the other side, too, you can – Talk about Terry McLaurin, $7,400, getting an absurd target share for this Washington offense and facing off against the Chiefs defense that has stopped absolutely nobody so far this year. So McLaurin, $7,400, I would say that's under salary based on the role that he currently has. Very into that, very into Amari Cooper at $6,800, a very fast-paced game against New England. Uh, New England's defense hasn't been as good as it was in the past. So I think that Amari grades out really well. As far as the mid-range guys, Kadarius Toney is $6,000. He is a bit banged up, and Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton will be back. But I don't think you can put Tony back in the bottle after the way that he played that past week. So Tony is $6,000. I'll be going back there, whether it's Glennon or Jones. Obviously, you'd prefer to be Daniel Jones. But I think that either way, the salary too low for where the role is currently at. As far as the lower salary guys, I do think Nico Harbin's in play with Tyreek Hill not being fully healthy right now. Harbin got a lot of work this past week in that great game. Definitely okay with going there. He has limitations, obviously, but still someone I'm willing to use. So, uh, Miko Harbin in the bottom range, and then Kadarius Tony in the middle, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin. We got good receivers in each tier once again this week. All right, let's. Uh, we got one minute left. So, 30 seconds, Jim. I'm going to throw up the graphic here of the tight ends. Give me your opinion. We got Kelsey at 8,500, Waller at seven, Schultz 6,500. I'll stop here with Hawkinson at 6,400, although Andrews did have that game uh, last week. He's a tick below. Yeah that uh give me the best tight end options for you this week 30 seconds it's mark andrews 6300 in that game against the chargers uh the chargers very good against the deep ball which does neutralize marquise brown a bit andrews won't be affected 6300 and if you want to save a lot of money which i do uh ricky seals jones five thousand dollars little revenge game against kansas city uh tied up in that really fun game too so ricky seals jones and mark andrews two standouts for me this week follow jim on twitter at Jim Sanis' work over at Number Fire. Have a great weekend, Jim. We'll catch up again next week. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Plenty more fantasy sports today. Coming up here on this Friday. Don't go away. Break, break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on this Friday. Now, this Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern, you may want to get up early. And normally, I don't recommend that on a Sunday morning. But if you're going to win your season-long fantasy football league or even win money in DFS, you got to know who's in and who's out. This is just the wildest week we've seen in fantasy football, maybe in a year. Joe Pizapia, Matt Stryker, and myself host Fantasy Sports today, each and every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, the dreaded wake-up call, Joe, on a Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern is going to come, and it's going to come for a lot of people this week, I have a feeling. It is, but there's also some good news as well. Even though we've lost a lot of players, we're getting hopefully a healthy Julio Jones maybe trending in the right direction. That's going well. Uh, A.J. Brown looking healthier. Uh, CMC still not uh, not quite there yet, it looks like, from some of the uh, practice reports yesterday. Uh, Dalvin Cook also. I know everyone's kind of fingers are crossed there because – the worst part is these guys not going on the IR. You just don't know what's going on with them week to week when they're practicing and close to playing. And that's what I think has been so nerve wracking to all the fantasy owners because they don't know, should I be picking up guys? Should I not be picking up guys? Should I be picking up this backup? Oh, wait, this backup isn't useful anymore. It's very tough. And I think it's going to make people next year maybe possibly rethink their rosters. Maybe you're looking at a spot where you're only having one running back on the roster there that's active and maybe switch to two flex. Sure, you could play a running back there, too, if you want. And maybe, you know, two wide receivers you prefer because that's kind of the evolution of where the game's going. And the running back health this year and last year, I think, is trending in the negative direction where we have to start to evolve with the game as the game continues to evolve on the field. Well, we lost a host last week, too. Hopefully all three of us <laughs> will be on the show this Sunday. We'll see about that. Uh, OK, so let's start with the news that came late yesterday on the Chicago Bears. David Montgomery, we know is uh, is out and is going to be out for a long period of time. Of course, it was very exciting having Damien Williams on your team last week. And then, uh, you know, Khalil Herbert played in the second half. But, uh, you know, I, I had in one of my leagues, Williams penciled in for this week. Uh, he landed on the COVID list. Now, according to the reports, regardless if he tests uh, negative this weekend, I, I suppose what they're saying is there hasn't been a single player in the NFL over the last two years that's had a negative test on a, or a positive test on a Thursday that's played on a Sunday, vaccinated or not vaccinated. So certainly seems to be trending down for Damian Williams. So what does this mean for Herbert? Should I be looking at the waiver wire for like, let's say Neil Anderson or, <laughs> some, or some other former Bears running back? I have no idea who else is on the Bears <sighs> at this point, uh, but I'm, I'm up for suggestions. Uh, well, Neil Anderson would be a good one if you can get him, boy. He used to play a lot. Uh, you might want to be starting to look at the Packers defense a little bit. <laughs> I think that might be the other end of this game. Maybe you start to consider if you're looking for a streaming defense, they might be on the waiver wire because now they're down to basically that one guy, as you're saying, uh, Dave Montgomery still being out. So um, the good news is that when Herbert touched the football last week, he looked good doing it. He had 15 carries, excuse me, 18 carries for 75 yards, uh, but it wasn't garbage time. Like you were saying, the game was over. They were running out clock, so they weren't meaningful touches, but still, you can only perform with what's given to you. And Herbert was a, a pretty good college back. So I think there's at least cautious optimism that you could plug into Herbert. Maybe you can get, I don't know, probably around 20 carries from him. You might need to get 20 carries yeah. him the way that nobody's really left. So this actually is more helpful, I think, to a lot of the DFS world because this is a guy still suppressed in salary on most of the major sites. But the workload's now gone up. And the one thing at running back we're always looking to do is to pay up for workload, to pay up for volume, because typically volume gives you more opportunities. So he's got more touchdown equity now than he ever has before, especially with Damian Williams out. Uh, it's still going to be tough, though, that's for sure. And for those people who picked up Herbert on a whim this week on waivers yesterday, thinking, oh, well, at least I'll have the backup of the backup of the backup. Well, guess what? Now he is the starter. So this is why it always helps to make sure that you put guys on your bench that can actually be helpful to you. But certainly this hurts the Bears' offense overall because now if there's injury to Herbert, where do you go after this in the game? That's where it becomes very dicey potentially. 
Yeah, that's when Neil Anderson comes out of retirement at right. 32 years old and, and, and plays this week for the uh, in the fridge. William Perry plays for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> that's, that's what happens this week. Um, okay, so uh, now last week, last week, I gave you the opportunity to get out from under Damian Harris. You said, no, 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 no. He's going to be fine. He's going to play. You were right. He did. He played, and he played well. Now I'm going to give you another shot to get out from <laughs> under Damian Harris because the stats were there. You were right. He got another opportunity. What did he do with it? Fumbled again. He did. Uh, I added Ramondre Stevenson. There's one league where I am so desperate. I may even have to play this guy this week. I don't feel good about it. I saw him play last week. It did not look great. But I got to be honest with you, Joe. I will be stunned if Belichick, after a second fumble, goal line fumble, decides to hand this thing back over to uh, Damian Harris. Are you an advocate of picking up Stevenson? Are you an advocate in a PPR league, by the way, of picking up Brandon Bolden? Like, I'm oh, back gross. down that road again. No, no, let's never go down that road. Let's never speak of the Bolden road. But I will say this. The fumble on the goal line is him reaching out, trying to cross the ball over, which is something every running back is taught to do. Unfortunately, as he was reaching out, he lost a little control of it, and it came out a second before. So I'm not giving him a pass because it's still a fumble. But all of a sudden, 16 points looks much different than, you know, 10 points, which is where he was. Actually, it would have been more because in most leagues, you probably get a negative for the fumble. What you want to do is look ahead here. You've got Dallas. You've got the Jets. You've got the Chargers. You've got the Carolina Panthers. The Chargers are giving up tons of rushing yards. The Jets' defense is not any good. Damian Harris destroyed them a couple weeks ago. Look, Damian Harris has an opportunity here in the next few weeks to kind of redeem himself. And Ramondre Stevenson is certainly worth an ad. You can absolutely speculate the way running backs are dropping like flies. I would. But at the same time, I think this is a unique buy low on Harris because the people who have Harris rostered in their leagues are probably a little frustrated right now. They saw the potential for another touchdown. They didn't get it, but they might not be looking ahead to the schedule. And if you look ahead to the schedule, especially now that we're in bye weeks, you're going to need as many running back bodies as you could possibly find. And I'm I'm sorry, it's just a tough sell for me right now to think that Ramondre Stevenson is going to just take over that job. This was a guy that wasn't even active to start the year, but he could see some goal line touches. It's not out of the realm of possibility. That would hurt Harris. Let's see what happens this week with the Cowboys. But right now, yeah, I'm in because he's a healthy running back with a pulse who's playing. So, yeah, I'm pretty much sure that's the criteria we're trying to hit in week six just to uh, just to get by. Yeah, wait till next week. It gets even crazier <laughs> for sure. Uh, we saw the, the big story that we talked about on Sunday because we knew it happened on Thursday. But now we're going to get our first look here at Geno Smith <laughs> playing for Seattle as a starting quarterback. I, I know that you, you're playing in leagues. You have DK Metcalf. I mean, there's nothing you can do. You're just hoping for the best and you're hoping for the targets and you're hoping it works out. But is there any adjustment for you this week when you did your prep on Seattle, thinking less targets for him, less targets for Lockett? I mean, Carson, of course, missed last week. What do we do about him, Alex Collins? Are, are you downgrading Seattle while Wilson is out that significantly where you would have to make changes, or do you just basically plug and play the guys you have? I think it's a combination of the Wilson injury and Chris Carson's health. I think when you're taking those two things away from that offense, then things get really tricky. And I think then overall you have to look at Seattle and you have to start to downgrade them as a whole just a little. Now, it doesn't mean you're taking DK Metcalf out of your lineup. It might mean, though, the way you approach your flex, maybe you're trying to find somebody that might have a little bit more boom possibility. Um, same thing with Tyler Lockett. You're not going to take him out, but if it's on a fringe where you have a player who's got a really safe floor – like a Tyler Boyd type player, right? Who's just kind of a safe PPR guy. Well, maybe you do look to just kind of get those points because you don't want to take, uh, you know, a zero from a guy like Tyler Lockett. I think when you look at Geno Smith, sure, he had a couple moments, but I live in the New York area. I've seen more Geno Smith than most people would ever like to see in a lifetime. And I think we have a good idea what Geno Smith is. Yeah, he might have some moments, but he is going to be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is going to be on the road. I would much rather have Ben Roethlisberger in this matchup if I was streaming a quarterback this week, the way Seattle's defense has been giving up points and yardage like crazy this year. I think it's the combination of the lack of run game that's healthy to support him when you're starting to downgrade to guys like Alex Collins, who, look, performed admirably at times in that game, but he's not Chris Carson. So that combination and Russell Wilson not being there, all that together now, yeah, maybe the Seahawks rally around and sure that's possible and Geno Smith has a really good game, but it's far more likely in the probability of outcomes that the Seattle offense as a whole take a step back here because you're missing uh, an all-pro type quarterback, you're missing an MVP candidate type quarterback, and you're also kind of downgrading the run game in its efficiency. And I always think whenever you're moving to 
uh, a backup quarterback situation when you're when your run game isn't 100 percent you're not able to support him that's when you get into a difficult situation there with them throwing the football because then you become one-dimensional and we all know what happens there especially when you have a guy like tj watt who's breathing down your neck yeah for sure uh let's let's quickly go over to the other side of new york here you know daniel jones status we assume he'll play but we're waiting on him Devontae Booker is going to get his first start with the New York Giants. And we saw Kadarius Toney last week mm-hmm. break out in a big way. And, and I'm guessing most people, he's like, I mean, you probably have to start Booker and Toney in all leagues this week. It's like, I mean, you just the options are just not there. Do you think the Giants pick it up a little bit from last week? Because obviously once, uh, once Jones went out last week against Dallas, that game was just done. They got wiped out. Well, you'd like to think you could pick it up the next week, right? Except for the fact that the Rams are coming into town and Aaron Donald's coming into town and this defense is coming in. It's going to make it extraordinarily difficult for for Daniel Jones, who might be wishing he was playing the Cowboys again after he sees Aaron Donald for a few snaps. But at the same time, I think Kadarius Toney is potentially the league winner piece. We always talk about these guys that you pluck off the waiver wire who change the complexion of leagues. Some guys you draft, like Mike Williams, you drafted late. He's a league winner this year. If you have Mike Williams, chances are you're doing very well. If you have Kadarius Tony, you picked him up on a lark last week because you just needed a body. You did really well because you saved yourself a lot of free agent budget. But right now, I hope you pay through the nose to get him because I do think he has that potential. Whether he realizes it or not, it doesn't matter. All that matters is I think the Giants finally recognize you got to get the ball in this guy's hands. You got to see what he could do for your offense. He is the best playmaker they have. Sterling Shepard being back is going to help as well. And I think they would be foolish not to put Kadarius Tony out there on the field and put the ball in his hands because he makes a difference in that offense substantially when they do. Catch Joe, myself, Matt Stryker, this Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. Joe, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football this weekend, and we'll see you then. Can't wait to get up early Sunday, baby. Let's go. We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. Davis rejoins us next. Stay on the grid. Sports gaming insights and expert analysis on daily sporting events. Information you can take to the bank. This is the Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? (laughs) Yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Perhaps all all the biggest surprises that happened in sports this week, none bigger than the St. Louis Cardinals terminating their manager, Mike Schilt, after they won 18 games in a row during the regular season and got themselves into the wild card. Their president of baseball operations, John Moselak, talked about the decision. 2021, it was was a real success and and something that um, for all of us that were part of the organization are going to take enormous pride in. Anytime you, you, you go on a 17-game winning streak and, and actually create history for your organization, it's something that you, you take enormous pride in. Um, a lot of the times, these types of decisions aren't solely based on, on just the season or, or, or specifically, more, more to the point, it's, it's directionally where we want to go. 
And so, um, you know, these decisions are, are, are never easy. Um, but, you know, ultimately we feel like this is something we had to do. All right. So with that, I feel it's appropriate that we get to this edition of Fantasy or Reality as we talk about Mike Schultz and the Cardinals with our producer, Brett Levy. All right. Well, today's fantasy or reality, we are starting with Mike Schilt. And Davis, we'll start with you for this one. The Cardinals made a mistake. Firing Mike Schilt, is this a fantasy or reality? Well, it's uh, it's definitely a fantasy because how much do baseball managers, you know, even matter to begin with? I feel like they matter very, very loosely, right? So, so things that managers get to control, they get to control for the most part batting order, and they're going to manage in-game decisions, right? So, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pull this starting pitcher. We are we're gonna pinch hit, you know, Matt Carpenter here. We're gonna pinch run for Paul Goldschmidt here. These are relatively sneaky, uh, relatively speaking, small win probability decisions. And 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 you know, I'm sure that people inside baseball will be like, well, you know, you don't really get it because the manager influences how hard guys play and yada yada and so on and so forth. But if I if I if we're being honest, I feel like of all the major sports, right? Hockey, basketball, football, baseball managers gotta matter the least, right? Probably matters the most in football, probably second most in basketball. I honestly don't know uh, that much about coaching hockey to say, but I I would just guess managers don't they just don't have a huge impact on performance. So I'm gonna say it's not a mistake and that uh, it just long run, Craig, it's not really gonna matter. Yeah, it's like a plus minus for a good manager or a bad manager of like two wins. If they're really good, maybe two wins if they're not really good. And everybody else is about even. Um, you know, it's really interesting because when you win that many games in a row and you have the kind of success that Schilt had since he took over from Mike Matheny, you kind of wonder, like, what did he need to do to keep his job? It, it wasn't about wins and losses. This is obviously a personality conflict. I mean, I don't know what else to say. They're saying that it was strictly baseball related. There's just no way. I mean, these are two guys that are sitting at a table and Davis, they're just not agreeing on things that need to happen moving forward with the team, with the coaching staff. I don't know exactly. I'm not there. Uh, on top of it, in terms of analytics, you'll get a kick out of this. So a few years ago when Mike Schilt was hired uh, as, as the manager and he took over, I remember getting ready to interview Mike Schilt and, and I, I believe it was for this show. And, and listen, I like Mike Schilt. I'm not, I'm, you know, not denigrating him at all. But the one thing that left me when I said, hey, you know, he's like, what is this for? And I'm like, oh, it's for, you know, fantasy baseball show. I'm like, well, you're like an analytics guy. Like you played fantasy baseball. I was like, I have no idea what that is. I have no idea rotisserie. I have no idea fantasy. I'm like, but Mike, wait, hold on a second. Like you're as old as me. Like you're 48, 50 years old. No idea. I lost so much that day. <laughs> I just remember going, ugh. Like you can't even fake it. Like you can't even say, like, like I know fantasy football, but I know don't know fantasy. And he just didn't do it. And it hurt me a little bit. I, I thought he did a good job as the Cardinals, but I think Davis is right. They did not make a mistake here. They need everybody to be on the same page. And this is a personality business. And if you are and if you don't get along with the GM and the president, and that's Mo, you're gonna be gone. And that's that's the reality. And uh sorry to say. I, I think Mike Schultz gonna have a hard time, by the way, becoming a manager again. So fantasy for me. All right. Well, in the NBA, Craig. Zion Williamson will miss the start of the season with a foot injury. It feels like we're always talking about Zion Williamson missing time due to injury. So we'll start with you for this one. The new, the new Orleans Pelicans should trade Zion Williamson. Is this a fantasy or reality? When I first saw this this morning, I thought this was just crazy and I was just going to say fantasy and then be done with it. And then, you know, I started thinking about it a little bit more and I thought, like, what if Portland 10 years ago, whatever it was, could have got out from Greg Oden right at the beginning of all of those injuries that he had? He was like never healthy ever with Portland. I saw him play here in South Florida with the Heat, I think for like a year. I don't, I don't even know what it was. And I'm guessing that Odin still had some trade value at that time. Now, 
I know Davis is probably like in shock thinking, come on, this is not Greg Oden, Zion Williamson. He's not going to, he's going to be great. It's not going to be the same. I mean, I don't know. Like, is there a chance that Zion Williamson is just a big dude who can't get his feet right? You have to sort of think that at this point. So I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say reality. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, 70 cents on the dollar. If you can do it now, these foot injuries for big guys don't end well. And, and how could I count on Zion Williamson now playing 80 games in a regular season? I can't do it. So I went from fantasy to reality on this. So I, I think, unfortunately, you are, you are missing one of the, the, the key parts of the criteria for this decision, which is when will the New Orleans Pelicans have a chance to get a player like Zion again? So they have Anthony Davis, and they're not able to recruit any free agents, right? Huge problem in New Orleans. If you're not in L.A., if you're not in New York, if you're not in Miami, it's basically impossible to get free agents. You know, the only small market teams that have won NBA championships or made NBA finals, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Oklahoma City Thunder, teams like that. How did they acquire all their players? It's all through the draft and it's all through trades, right? So that's how you know you have to build your team. And if you get a guy like Zion, you just have to do whatever is possible to make it work with that guy. Now, now if they could trade him for a pick that has a chance to be the, become the number one overall pick and basically reset the clock, well, sure. You know, if that would be possible, I would say reality. But I don't think they will get anything like that for Zion right now in the trading market. My guess would be that also because Zion has not signed his Supermax contract yet, you know, he's not been extended. My my guess would be the trading returns are way less than 70 cents on the dollar. It'd be like, you know, a couple dimes and a nickel and maybe a button really? that looks like it should be a quarter. I, I think it would be really bad because he hasn't signed the extension yet. I think it'd be very similar to what happened when James Harden got traded from Houston. They got nothing back for James Harden. So I, I think they got to just be like, Zion, I hope you lose some weight. I hope your rehab goes well. Um, because I think that I think trading them right now would, would be pretty bad. So I'm going to say that this is a fantasy. All right. Our last question yesterday in the New York post, quite an interesting quote, quote from George Takai about William Shatner going to space, calling him an unfit guinea pig. So, uh, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. You are interested in a William Shatner, George Takai beef. Is this a fantasy or reality? I gotta, I gotta keep it 100. I am, I am of the age where William Shatner has not ever been relevant to me. The most relevant that William Shatner has ever been to me and my life is Stuart, Stewie Griffin doing the William Shatner Rocket Man parody on Family Guy. That is the most culturally relevant that, that William Shatner has been. It's basically like cultural references via secondary culture, right? Through like animated shows. And I think they, you know, they made fun of him on like Saturday Night Live and stuff when uh when i would have seen it but yeah i am uh i gotta say i i'm not really that interested i was never a star trek guy i'm a star wars guy uh i feel like you kind of have to choose one or the other maybe not i don't know maybe some people are interested in both but star trek has just never really done it for me so i i'm not really that uh that interested i, I wonder if craig is a trekkie uh no but let me ask you if mark hamill and harrison ford had beef would you be interested in that Yes, I, I would find I would actually find that to be pretty okay. fascinating because I, I think Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford are both like interesting people. So I would be interested by that. No, the, no, I mean, that's not fair. These two guys are very interesting people. I understand you're not a fan of Star Trek. So that and that's definitely valid. Now, uh, the thing for for Star Trek for me is is I'm not interested in this at all, but it's for different reasons. And by the way, the Star Trek movies, especially the second and third um, and even the fourth. I mean, they, they had a really good run with Shatner as Captain Kirk. I, I think that the reality of this is here on Fantasy Reality is that is that William Shatner and, and George Takai, and Takai probably just doing it for attention, but William Shatner is a really old man at this point. Like, it, it, I mean, we're, we're talking like this is like uh, probably the last 
great fun thing that William Shatner is going to do. And uh, he was actually in South Florida a number of years ago. My uh, my brother-in-law and their kids went a huge Star Trek fans. Uh, I am not, but I have seen all of the movies that they've done. I did see the TV show, went back and definitely watched some of those shows from the early 70s as well. So I'm very well aware of it. But no, not really. Like, I, like I'm all for celebrity beefs, but this is just one that doesn't really move the needle at all for me. Only because, like, I, without even Googling and knowing, I'm going to guess that William Shatner is, like, late. If, if he's not in his late 70s or 80s, Davis, I would be done. How old is he? 90, yeah. So, I mean, Jeez. come on. Like, That's like, what's insane. The he's 90? What's the beef here? 90, 90. Yeah, so like I'm not interested. I mean, what, what's what's a beef? Of, what is William Chandler gonna do? Wag a finger? Like, come on! I mean, that's it's just the poor guy. Let him be. Let him go enjoy the end of whatever is gonna be. He's 90 years old. Just, yeah. So fantasy for me, but not because of of it being Star Trek or anything else. It's just what's the point? I guess that's that's kind of it. And I always Davis was a much bigger Star Wars fan, not particularly close. But I would tell you that if you have never seen uh, the Star Trek movie, uh, Star Trek II, I believe it is, The Wrath of Khan. Have you ever seen that? I'm guessing no, correct? I have never. I The only Star Trek movie I have seen, whatever one would have been the J.J. Abrams one in like 2010. Okay. That is the, yeah, only, that that is the okay. only Star Trek I've seen. I would tell you that The Wrath of Khan, the second Star Trek movie, holds up with any of the Star Wars movies that are out there. Absolutely right there on par with, with those movies, too. It was a fantastic, awesome movie. Uh, I, don't, I think it was just called Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember uh, much about it other than that. But yeah, great movie for sure. All right, we got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next. One final subject here for the week, and then we will uh, get out of here. Don't forget, Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, you can catch myself, Joe Pizapia, and Matt Stryker for a very important edition, by the way, of Fantasy Sports today, as it seems like every running back in the NFL is taking the week off. So stay on the grid. We'll come back and wrap things up here on this Friday, and we'll be right back in just two minutes. Don't go away. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Okay, we've reached our final couple of minutes here on the show. And as always, we end our program with a few words on something. Let's find out what Davis has on his mind in the Sports Grid 60. So Nick Chubb is not going to be playing this week for the Cleveland Browns. He didn't play every game last season either. Uh, he missed four games last year, and Kareem Hunt got a lot of touches in those games. But if you remember, and I bet you do, 
he he did okay in fantasy in those games, but there was a lot more Dearness Johnson than we would have wanted. Uh, there was a lot more. I they had another running back who I don't remember the name of. We scored a one yard rushing touchdown, and I remember it absolutely tilted me to the moon. So I am just preparing myself. I'm sitting on my couch. I have my my Chipotle takeout. I'm enjoying a nice afternoon waiting for Kareem Hunt to get me some fantasy points. I am so ready for the first Dearness Johnson one yard touchdown. I I am I'm like already looking forward to the tilt of the one yard Dearness Johnson touchdown, Craig. Yeah, I, I remember last year just unloading every fab dollar on the Ernest Johnson and immediately regretting it the following week. It's like a Tyson Williams story over and over again. Um, you know, I, I think that the statement that the Dodgers made last night is that it's just never going to be enough in sports to even have an unlimited payroll like they do. I mean, think about that. Trevor Bauer did not even pitch for this team for the majority of the season. Neither, neither did Clayton Kershaw. They signed Mookie Betts to $300 million. I mean, all these things were not enough. They had to go out and get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner just to beat the Giants in five games. So it's not a matter of expect the unexpected. It's just that it is never enough. If you think your team is good enough, it probably is not. We'll see how far this Dodgers team goes in 2021. That'll do it for the show. Thank you again to uh, Sarah today over at LTN. Of course, thank you to Danny and Ryan all week long. For my producer, Brett Levy, and co-host, Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. Hope you have a great weekend. I'll see you Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern, getting you ready for fantasy football. Have a great weekend, everybody. See ya. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on game. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.